Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Hey, it's time for the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. It's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems when you become your own doctor and educate yourself to the root cause. And today we're talking about a continued discussion of heart health. The last couple shows we talked about blood pressure, we talked about cholesterol. Today I'm going to talk about the missing link that most cardiologists are not investigating when it comes to global heart health. We're not just talking about the elevations in cholesterol and triglycerides and blood pressure, but just the actual function of your heart and how for now years research has been done to connect the dots between your digestive system, your gut, and your health. There's actually a new term now called your gut-heart axis, and it's this massive conversation that takes place naturally inside your body with how your intestines can make your heart healthy or they can actually cause an inflammatory process leading to the placking, sclerosis, calcification, uh, heart disease, all this stuff that we see and medically treat using prescriptive therapies. And I'm going to blow the lid today, I believe, on how you can take responsibility for your heart health by focusing not on your heart, but by focusing on your intestinal system. And look, I know what you're thinking, right? I mean, uh, I was digging up some research here. So 1961, Time Magazine had an article that was posted that said, uh, you know, the, the father of heart disease, Dr. Ansel Keys, has discovered that saturated fats and uh, cholesterol cause heart disease. Now remember, this is 1961. Avoid butter, avoid lard, go super low fat, cut out meats, etc. Well, then check this out. In 2014, I found an article showing actually that uh, we should be eating butter and uh, it's good for your heart and that we thought it was a clogger, but it's not. And it actually can be a good thing for you. We talked last week about how with hypertension and high blood pressure, all the markers and the numbers have been skewed. So I want to go a little more relevant and go to the Journal of American Cardiology and share with you and teach you some things today on how you can take responsibility for your heart health back. If you pay attention to your digestive system and its health, you can improve the health of your heart and naturally 
see your blood pressure get lowered, your cholesterol start to come down, even your triglycerides get reset because those are the effect. And it's got a lot of science today, so I'm going to be holding up some infographics. If you're not currently watching our live stream on either Facebook or YouTube, I highly recommend it. I'd also take a chance right now and say, if you haven't gotten copies of my newest Heart Heal Thyself ebook, inside this ebook are the top three causes of heart disease, one of which we're talking today, an altered microbiome, an inappropriate relationship with your bacteria in your intestines and how a leak is what's causing heart disease, guys. Not the cholesterol, not your genetics, you know, not your triglycerides, not all the stuff that we've been told that is the founding factor of our heart disease, but the fact that there are three known functional causes, all three are in the ebook, it's yours for free. Just simply text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. And hey, as a bonus, in a couple weeks, I'm hosting the Heart Heal Thyself Masterclass. It's an opportunity for any of you listening. If you're taking a medication for your cholesterol or triglycerides or a palpitation, arrhythmia, a heart defect, if you've got something going on with your heart and you want a healthier heart naturally, this masterclass is going to show you what tests you need to get that your doctors aren't running. What are the things you can do at home right now to start improving? And it's not diet, it's not exercise, but what you can do right now to start improving your heart health. And I have seen countless patients reduce medications, completely level cholesterols, get off statins, watch out, blood pressure can drop really quick when you go after the root cause rather than the symptoms. So you can grab this ebook again by texting the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. The ebook is yours free. The masterclass on November 11th is yours for free. And let's go deep now into this concept of how does our gut and the bacteria we have in our intestines cause us to have either a healthy or an unhealthy heart? Well, number one, let's go back to the year 2007. Again, the American Journal of Cardiology the article says altered intestinal function in patients with chronic heart failure. So the title somewhat hints to you, something's going on with the intestines in patients that have chronic heart disease. And the study actually dug deep and listen to this. Chronic heart failure patients had a 35% increase in small bowel permeability, meaning a leaky small intestine and a 210% increase in the large intestine permeability. 200, 210%. So this is a method of us saying, if you have a leak to your intestines, 35% increase small bowel, 210% large bowel increase, and they had chronic heart disease. The study goes on to say, higher concentrations of bacteria were found in mucous membranes in the intestines of chronic heart disease patients compared to control subjects, meaning there was an overgrowth of bacteria, an abnormal bacterial relationship. Guys, this is 2007. Conclusions, I'm gonna read it word for word. Chronic heart failure is a multi-system disorder in which the intestinal bacteria change, permeability changes, and absorption rates are modified. Increased intestinal permeability, also known as gut leak, and an augmented bacterial biofilm, too much bacteria in your intestines, may contribute to the origin of both chronic inflammation, heart disease, and malnutrition. 2007. Now, let's go a little deeper. 
2019, the gut-heart axis was introduced. The idea that your gut actually does talk to your heart and your heart talks to your gut. And if they communicate well, we get good health. This is in the journal Open Heart, published in the year 2019. Listen to the abstract. The gut microbiome has been identified as a novel risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Let's do some translations. If you have a breakdown in the bacteria in your gut, it is known to be a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Now, I just want to pause there for a second and just see if you guys can think for a second. If I go to my medical doctor, they're going to tell me my risks for heart disease are my genetics. Do you have a family history of heart disease? Do you have an aunt or uncle or whoever that's had heart disease? Oh, well, then you're, you've got risks for it. They'll run labs. And they'll look at things like your cholesterol levels and your blood pressure and your triglycerides and your weight and your age. And they'll say you're at high risks for heart disease. And they'll leave it at that. But the research from 2019 says a risk factor is known to be the kinds of bacteria you have in your intestines, the leakiness to your intestines. So has your physician ever suggested you getting tested to see if you have healthy bacteria in your gut the right way? if you have a leak or not. And there are tests that can actually look for this. We have an exam that we use. It's a urine test. It actually shows us if your gut is leaking. Uh, I'm looking for it. I can't find it in all my notes. But the idea is you can get tested to see if there is a leak to your intestines, if it's permeating too much, and if you have an inappropriate bacterial relationship. And if you fix that, the studies and the research shows you can improve your heart health. Alterations in the gut microbiome is being explored as a method of reducing risk factors associated with cardiovascular disease. So this 2019 article is essentially saying if you fix the bacteria in your gut and you clear the leak, you can reduce your risks for heart disease. Okay, so let's go a little later. 2020, intestinal barrier dysfunction as a therapeutic target for cardiovascular disease. So now this article, the American Journal of Physiological Heart Circulation, is saying that if you were to treat the intestine, fix the barrier, change the bacteria, tighten the gut, get it to not leak anymore, it could be considered a treatment for cardiovascular disease, a therapeutic target. I'm going to read word for word. The gut microbiome and intestinal dysfunction has emerged as a potential contributor to cardiovascular disease. Okay, emerged 2007. Alterations in the, the gut microbiome are well documented. Notice this. Well documented changes in the health of the bacteria in your gut as causative for high blood pressure, atherosclerosis, which is hardening and placking of the arteries, and heart failure. Increased intestinal permeability, a.k.a. gut leak, is observed in patients with cardiovascular disease. The increased intestinal permeability can enhance systemic inflammation, alters your immune function, and has been demonstrated as a predictor of a worsening of cardiovascular outcomes. Meaning, if you have a gut leak, you're more likely to have worse outcomes in a treatment for cardiovascular disease, meaning if you're taking blood pressure medications or statins to control your cholesterols and you're not getting the effects of reduced risks, it's because you're paying attention to the wrong aspects. We talked about this two weeks ago. 
Most people with heart attacks have normal cholesterol levels. I'm holding up a UCLA study. Those of you who are listening on the air, just listen to this. A national study showed 75% of patients hospitalized for heart attacks had cholesterol levels that would indicate they were not at risk for heart disease, yet they're having a heart attack. Most of these patients had an LDL level that met the current recommended guidelines, meaning under 100. So if you're making your numbers look great with medications, it doesn't change your risk for heart disease. We talked before about how there's actually studies showing there's no link between your cholesterol levels and your heart disease itself. For those of you listening, Nursing Times was an article published in 2016. Controversial report claims there's no link between cholesterol and heart disease. And they actually showed that some people had higher than level LDL levels and were longer living and had less mortality. There was no link between LDL and mortality. 16 of the people in the study had, had uh, levels lower than the LDL levels that you would actually expect. And the challenge here is, guys, they're not correlating the ability to say your cholesterol levels are here, thus you're going to be able to have heart disease. And they've blown the lid on this cholesterol myth in that it's not cholesterol that causes a problem. It's an inflammatory process. Ready for this? that takes certain nutrients from your diet and the bacteria in your intestines convert it into an inflammatory molecule and they just figured this out. I'm holding up a study, 2023, January of this year. The gut bacteria take a molecule called TMA, trimethylamine, and they secrete it into the bloodstream and if it goes into your liver and is converted into TMAO, trimethylamine nitric oxide, that right there causes an inflammatory process to happen within the heart. The vessels become inflamed. Your liver will produce cholesterol to try to clean up the inflammation, but the TMAO causes further damage to the vessels, and it's this never-ending loop. The heart becomes inflamed. That causes a gut leak. We eat certain nutrients that I'm going to talk about, which causes TMA to elevate, which causes the liver to convert it to TMAO. And I know you might be listening on the air going like, whoa, what on earth are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that they have proven this year, 2023, that if you have a gut leak and you have dysbiosis, which approximately 80 to 90% of Americans have, and you eat foods high in choline or carnitine, which is uh, corn-fed animal products. So red meat, we used to think it caused heart disease because it was the meat itself. Cut out all red meats in your heart. No, what they're finding out now is it's the bacteria in your intestines take the nutrients, the carnitine and the choline from the animal products, and they convert it into this toxic molecule. So if you can just take a second and think, does this mean we have to stop eating red meat? No. We need to focus on our gut health and the, the safety pin cycle, if you'll call it. The way to fix this is to stop the leak in the intestine, clean the bacteria out. You can still eat your grass-fed red meats. You can have your chicken, your fish, and your eggs, which everybody says is detrimental to heart health. And if your gut bacteria are healthy and if your gut is not leaking, the amount of TMA goes down which means the amount of TMA goes down and watch this, the inflammation in the heart goes down and then there's a repair cycle. You'll fix the membranes of your intestines. How do we do this? Okay. Number one, 
all of it is described in my Heart Heal Thyself ebook, step by step by step. What's the diet? What are the nutrients? What are the supplements? What's this whole connection between a leaky gut and heart disease? I highly encourage you grab this ebook today. All right. Especially if you're somebody listening, taking a blood pressure medication or a statin, how do we grab it? Okay. Text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. We'll shoot you the ebook. We'll send you a registration. You'll be confirmed. I am doing a heart health event. It's an online event, a masterclass. It's live Saturday, November 11th. I'll get you a seat for that webinar and we'll show you step-by-step. These are the tests you can get. Look, can we test for TMAO? Yes, but the challenge is you're testing the wrong marker. If TMAO is high, it's because the gut is leaking and the bacteria are out of balance. So what do we test? We test the bacteria, we test the intestines, we test the integrity, and if we find a gut leak, we're gonna show you how you correct it. And I'm gonna give you some tidbits today on how to do this, but I wanna start the show off today by letting you know, there is, as of 2023, this year, an understanding that cardiovascular disease is connected to the amount of TMAO floating around in your blood. And the amount of TMAO is connected to what is going on in your gut as far as is it leaking and do you have too much opportunistic bacteria? So we know it now. Now, ready? What are we gonna talk about today? Well, we're gonna discuss the things you can do naturally to fix your intestines, get the bacteria under control, and allow it to heal by itself so that it repairs and you naturally lower your TMAO levels. And again, what does that do? Well, that'll decrease the inflammation to your heart, That'll decrease the cytokines and the inflammation that sends signals to the intestines to leak even more. And you'll break this cycle and you'll bring a level of healing that will de-inflame your heart, clean your liver out, seal the intestines, repair the bacteria, and then watch as the God created you start to heal naturally. Remember, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show for a reason. We get to ask the hard questions that nobody asks. What is really going on with this gut-heart connection? It has to do with the bacteria and the leak in your intestines. So first of all, we got to discuss what causes this in the first place, because it's not your genetics. It's not the fact of you eating the wrong foods, like too much meat and things, this effect. It's that we are damaging our intestines from eating a highly inflammatory food product, gluten, dairy, etc., that creates the damage in the first place. So if you, if I was going to link a food, to heart disease, like we did back in the past, and I say we as in the conventional healthcare systems, cholesterol and red meats, cut them out, okay? No, what we're learning today is, that, again, the bacteria convert the proteins found in the meats. So if you clean out your meats, grass-fed, free-range, wild-caught, and you clean out the gut, and you seal it, and you get the bacteria under control, you can actually enjoy healthy red meats and healthy animal food products and, and eggs and not get the detrimental effects to your heart. So what is the food that is more damaging to your heart than anything else? In my opinion, it's grains. We talk about this on almost every single show I do. The grain base of our diet is what's causing significant amount of inflammation in the body. It's what's causing gut leaks. Gluten is known to create damage to the intestinal cells and cause them to leak. Dairy we know it has mucus-based products in it. It has a lot of uh, inappropriate bacteria. It is an inflammatory liquid. It creates irritation and damage to your intestines. Inflammatory foods, toxic foods. Look, 
Recently, this was June of this year, they found out that the artificial sweetener sucralose physically induces gut leak. So if I was going to say foods that cause heart disease, it's not red meats, it's not eggs, it's not fish and chicken and all this stuff that everybody says, oh, I went vegetarian because I'm so protecting my heart health. Uh, watch out. Grains cause inflammation, which can cause your body to get a gut leak, which makes the TMA and the TMAO levels go up and induces cardiovascular disease. They've actually shown studies of this, that this molecule called TMAO makes your heart inflamed, releases cytokines that attract foam cells and cytokines and inflammatory molecules that cause the inflammation to the artery that makes the cholesterol get produced and then sticks to the vessels. It's not the cholesterol causing it, it's the effect. So we have to talk about this gut leak. Excess amounts of sugars, alcohol, additives, processed foods, and the fact that most people don't have enough digestive enzymes is what is the main dietary source of leaky gut and dysbiosis. Then it's the fact that we're toxifying ourselves. We take medications for the conditions we get diagnosed with, and guess what that does? It causes gut leak and it causes dysbiosis. A lot of patients, people have been taking antibiotics for head colds and sinus infections and whatever. And antibiotics are known to destroy the healthy bacteria, encourage opportunistic bacteria and create a gut leak. If you're taking a proton pump inhibitor or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, aspirins, Advils, all these kind of things, or you're using a steroid base, prednisone, etc., these are all known to cause gut leak. And we know that toxins like pesticides and BPAs and heavy metals can do this. There's also a level of infections that we know, candida, parasites, bacteria, poor gut health, etc. All of these things cause these gut leaks. So now that we know the causes, we're going to now focus on the top 10 things you can do right now to start making your gut healthy and heal and bring a level of integrity back, bring the bacteria back under control so that when you eat foods that supposedly cause heart disease, eggs and chicken and fish and red meats, your bacteria and your intestines will be healthy. The gut won't be leaking. You won't secrete high levels of TMA. You won't convert it into the heavy oxidizing trimethylamine nitric oxide, TMAO, and you'll decrease the inflammation in your heart. That is the new research according to the 2023 study. Gut microbiome derived TMAO, a causal factor for promoting atherosclerosis, placking, and cardiovascular disease. When we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to show you the 10 steps to repair your intestines Repair the bacteria and let your body start to heal by itself. Take a moment right now, text your name and email with the word heart to 704-906-2094. The ebook is yours for free along with the masterclass. It's the Ask Dr. Aaron Show. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst, and hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. We're having a lively conversation and a great discussion about the connection between your digestive system, your gut, its health, and your heart and its health. So today, there's so many people dealing with cardiovascular disease. I read a recent uh, 
Studies showing the costs of cardiovascular disease have exceeded $219 billion, meaning the cardiovascular industry, if we were to break down medicine and just look at cardiology, it's about a $219, sorry, $219 billion income annually. The average heart attack in the United States costs the individual suffering from the heart attack $53,384. It's an extremely costly condition. Nobody ever wants to end up with cardiovascular disease, and yet our current approach to assessing cardiovascular health, in my opinion, is skewed to looking at symptoms rather than root causes. Recent research, and I'm talking about January of this year, 2023, came out with a study showing that your intestines and the bacteria found inside of them, if they are overgrown, dysbiotic, too much inappropriate, uh, too much of the unhealthy bacteria, can take certain nutrients from your diet, turn it into a molecule called trimethylamine, which your liver tries to get rid of by attaching a nitric oxide to it, and that final product, TMAO, is a known inflammatory agent which can create hypertension, atherosclerotic plaquing, and cardiovascular disease. This study had a graph that I pulled out, and I wanna show it to you, so take a moment, if you're listening on the airways, to head on over to youtube.com slash askdrernst, also facebook.com slash askdrernst. I live stream my show every week with video, and you're gonna see that they have shown a connection between the bacteria in your intestines and its potential leak to converting the carnitine and the choline that's found in our diet into a molecule called TMA, which your liver will convert into TMAO nitric oxide. And that will go into the heart and induce inflammation, irritation, etc. Another study actually showed the effects of it clinically as causing chronic kidney disease, increasing the sclerosis or the hardening of the arteries to your blood vessels and your heart. It elevates a foam cell, which is a specific type of white blood cell that causes inflammation and attracts cholesterol to the vessel. It's linked to an increased risks of cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, which is obesity, and having high triglycerides, high cholesterol, diabetes, et cetera, and even type two diabetes. This one molecule called TMAO, which comes from an inappropriate conversion in the intestines leads to all these clinical effects. So the study suggests that if you were to repair the intestinal lining, calm the bacteria relationships down the intestines, you would improve cardiovascular function and even change the inflammation and reduce the irritation to the heart itself. So here we are today and we're going, all right, let's talk about this. And how do we decrease our TMAO and TMA levels? Well, it's simple. We have to pay attention less to the heart and more to the health of your gut. I talked at the top of the hour. The number one food that we're consuming that should be labeled as a heart health risk is grains. And you know what's funny? Uh, this past weekend, uh, my, my son and I were watching this show on TV and this commercial came on talking about how uh, Cheerios are labeled as heart healthy food. And I'm sitting here as a holistic physician thinking, wait a second, it's a grain based cereal. Gluten induces damage to the intestines. It can cause a gut leak. The gut leak can then cause your bacteria in your intestines to elevate TMA, according to the research, 
and then your liver can convert it to TMAO, thus increasing heart disease. So this is just me speaking, thinking. We know gluten and grains cause damage to the intestines. That should be labeled as cardiovascular risk, not red meats and eggs and all this stuff that we're being told, don't eat this because it causes heart disease. It's an old model. It's been disproven year after year. And I'm here to tell you today, you can solve this by changing your body's integrity in the intestines. And we have to do that by addressing the fact you have to remove grains. It is one of the largest, most irritating food products that you can put into your body. We're talking about the gluten that comes from wheat, the grains and inflammation that comes from corn and rice and oats, and how a lot of these are contaminated with Roundup, glyphosate, the pesticide, herbicide molecules that cause inflammation to the intestines in and of itself. So step number one is you must adopt a grainless diet. And I know what you're thinking, right? So how am I supposed to do this? Because wheat is everywhere. I know, and I hate to say it, but it's possibly because if we were to look at sort of big pharma, the government, all the uh, subsidizing and everything, trying to push grains so heavily upon us to make us think it's healthy for us and that we should eat it more, uh, what if it's because there's a latent idea that they understand it can make us sick? And if we go the route of symptom treating, we're going to end up with blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications, etc. When in fact, what we should do is focus on the intestines, clean it out, get it to seal, and you'll see an improvement in your heart health. So step number one to reducing your TMAO levels, you've got to cut the grains out of your diet because it causes the gut leak and the irritation in the first place. Step number two, you need to consider starting to fast. And I know what you might be thinking, okay? Intermittent fasting is fantastic. The research has shown it's been proven to help lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, boost your overall immune response, help you to burn fat. It does this because, again, it decreases inflammation within the intestines. If you give your digestive system a break from eating foods, your body's designed to heal by itself. You know, it's kind of the old idea of if I break my arm and I want the bone to grow back together again, I cast it and I rest it, I don't move it, and it just heals by itself. So think about the same way. How can we rest our digestive system? Well, we just have to stop eating. But this isn't forever. It's for a period of time, and generally, if you are needing to make a radical change in your health, I suggest taking at least one day a week and counting that as a full fasting day. If you decide to do this, you need to consume liquids, so we want either beef broths, bone broths, vegetable stocks. You can do vegetable juices. You can even do smoothies. As long as it's something easy to digest and liquid, it'll help your intestines to heal. They're usually often nutrient-dense. They decrease inflammation, and they give your body the essential nutrients it needs so that in a resting phase where your stomach isn't digesting food and your colon isn't absorbing the nutrients from undigested food products, you can let your digestive system heal by itself. Fasting, intermittent fasting, and even doing 24-hour fast has been shown in studies to reduce the inflammation within your intestines, thus allowing the body to heal by itself. Step number three, you need to start looking into food sensitivities and or what are known as food intolerances. You may notice this as if you eat something that doesn't agree with you, okay? It's an indication you're having an immune reaction to that food. Some of the most common, again, corn, dairy, wheat, oats, rice, etc. So when people remove these from their diet, the reason that they start feeling better 
and start losing weight and have better focus and mental clarity is again because it helps to repair an intestine that's leaking. If you've never had food sensitivity testing done, uh, maybe reach out to us and connect with us. We can help you find uh, locations and labs and things that can be done to find them. There's a really simple, easy one called an Everly Well test. Everly Well. You go to the website, you order the test, they'll ship it straight to your house. You do a finger stick prick, they put blood onto a little sheet of paper, you ship it off to them, and you'll get a report back on your phone that says these are the foods you're highly sensitive to. If you avoid foods that create sensitivity reactions in your body, you can start to let your gut heal. Step number four, you need to get the right kinds of testing. Not necessarily cholesterol, triglycerides. It's important to run those, but if you really want to know about cardiovascular health, you need to start looking to find out if you have infections in your intestines, if there's a physical leak. I'm holding up a sample of a comprehensive metabolic profile that we use in our clinics here in the Carolina area. This test is a urine test that'll show us what percentage is your gut leaking? How much inflammation is there within your body and your intestines? How much energy you're producing? Are you absorbing your nutrients properly? Are you breaking down muscle tissue to spare and make amino acids and sugars and triglycerides from that? Are you detoxing properly? And the best part of it is it gives us what's called your metabolic score, which will tell us how healthy is your metabolism? How healthy is your gut? It can differentiate between a bacterial overgrowth or a parasitic overgrowth or a viral overgrowth. And it helps us to hone in on what needs to be done for you to clear this. Sometimes you need to take nutrients that can naturally kill bacteria or viruses or parasites. If you're looking for more information about the testing or about how we help people to bounce back from leaky gut dysbiosis and have it naturally repair their heart, do two things for me. Grab my free ebook, Heart Heal Thyself. I've got everything I'm talking about today and more laid out in an easy to read fashion in this ebook. It talks about the top three functional causes of heart disease. One of them being gut leak dysbiosis. Inside the ebook, diets, recipes, nutrients, supplements, herbs, all the stuff that you need to start making a change in your heart health now. You can grab it today by texting the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. And again, as a bonus, you'll join me for a masterclass that I'm hosting on Saturday, November 11th at 10 a.m. It's a live event where I will teach you step-by-step -step how to identify the root causes, what you can do at home to start healing them, and the testing that needs to be done, okay? Listen, in my opinion, you need to find out if your gut's leaking and if you have too much bacteria because it'll tell you how to clear it. And we have discounts and methods of you getting these tests at extremely reduced rates. All of that is available through the masterclass by getting the ebook. Text the word HEART with your name and email to 704-906-2094. Okay, I believe I'm on number five, if I remember right from counting. We have to watch out for the fact that a lot of people are taking anti-acid medications or using over-the-counter alkalinizers, Tums, and things like this. When you alter your digestive process, you increase the difficulty for your intestines to absorb the nutrients because your stomach doesn't fully liquefy and break them down into the micronutrients that need to be absorbed. So I want you to think of it like this. If you swallow a carrot whole, a piece of it whole, 
It's going to pass right through your stomach. It goes into the intestines and irritates it the entire time that it's rolling through your small intestine, rolling through your large intestine, and finally ends up in the toilet whole, undigested. Okay, think of the same thing happening with the fats and the proteins and the carbs. If you're not breaking them down to their individual components, amino acids and sub-sugars and sub-fats, the larger molecule items, when they enter the, the intestines, small and large, irritate the gut and cause it to become leaky. This is why if you're taking a stomach acid blocker, uh, it's been shown to actually reduce the thickness of the lining in your intestines. It strips away the bacteria. It strips away the mucosa, and it creates irritation. It is one of the most important regulators in the gut health is we need to have the acids in our stomach to digest our food. So we need to stop using antacids and stomach blockers and you know proton pump inhibitors, and we need to start using digestive enzymes that give you a really high quality ability to digest your food and break them down. When we talk about digestive enzymes, we don't just want to be doing fats and sugars and carbs, but we need to really focus on the fact that ox bile or bile salts, most people are deficient in the salts that are bile-based that are needed to digest fats and needed for protein absorption and utilization. You can take a digestive enzyme. They're very simple and easy to get and it'll help you to break your foods down, to liquefy them, and to get them into a very easily absorbed matrix so it's not irritating to your intestines, okay? Number eight, we need to start focusing on the idea that your gut needs to move, okay? Many people today suffer from a version of chronic constipation. Most people don't go enough or eliminate enough. And what happens is all the stool that stays behind causes inflammation, irritation to the intestines, and it encourages an overgrowth of bacteria. It's been said that if you eat three meals a day, you should be going three times a day. Thus, if you eat two meals a day, if you're an intermittent faster, on average, you should be going twice a day. I have met with patients who've confessed, yeah, you know, I might go once a day or once every other day. Okay, your bowels need to move. We got to get this stuff out through them. Some of the quickest ways you can increase the mobility of your intestines is to simply drink more water. Remember, your colon's job primarily is to dehydrate your stool by reabsorbing the water. So if you don't have enough water in your body, your stool's going to hang longer in your intestines as your body tries to squeeze every last ounce of water out of your waist because it needs the water for life. And most people today are chronically dehydrated. It's estimated that 75% of Americans, if tested, looking at blood markers for dehydration would come back positive, saying you are clinically dehydrated. And I'm not just talking about drinking eight glasses of water, right? I'm talking about the fact that you need to compensate for the dehydration. So the easiest way to do this is if you're an adult and you're of an average adult weight, 140, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, you need to drink roughly about a gallon of water a day not just to flush toxins, but to rehydrate your tissues. It'll also help you to get your bowels moving better. The second thing you could do to increase your excretion rates is to bump your consumption of healthy oils up. Coconut oil, flaxseed oil, avocado oils, even olive oils. If you consume them directly, and I know what you might be thinking, like, oh, it sounds terrible. Okay. One easy way to consume oils directly is to blend them into coffees or teas because you emulsify the fats. They actually taste quite great. 
and you can drink this warm beverage that is giving your body healthy anti-inflammatory oils. Oils are lubricators. If we lubricate the intestines, you can get the stool to move through quicker and easier, and it helps you to increase your excretions. Okay, number nine, we need to take a high-quality probiotic. And I'm going to say this, okay? You need to be focusing at least, at the minimum, 80 billion colony-forming units, okay? So they measure the strength of a probiotic by what are called your CFUs, colony-forming counts, units, okay? So uh, you want around 80 billion or higher. There are some companies that will produce 100 billion, okay? It's good. Go for it, okay? Probiotics will help you to digest your food. They regulate your immune response and be careful because many probiotics are grown on corn and they can cause a reaction to people who are sensitive to gluten. So you need to get a really high quality, well-trusted probiotic. We use one called Bodybiotics that is usually soil fermented, soil derived, meaning they grow it in a dirt environment rather than on genetically modified corn and things to this effect. So we get a really high quality probiotic. Why? Healthy bacteria can help to calm down the opportunistics. If we balance the bacteria relationships in our intestines, according to the research, you can cut down on the conversion of the carnitine and the choline that is found in our animal-based food products. And we can reduce the inflammation by stopping the conversion of TMA which is produced in the intestines by the bad bacteria and the leak, and then your liver converts it to TMAO, trimethylamine nitric oxide, and that causes inflammation in the heart. So watch this. Do we have to stop eating red meats and chicken, fish, and eggs? No. Let's clean the gut out, reestablish the microbiome, seal the intestines, and that whole process, the loop is now broken. So the inflammation goes down in your heart. And just like when we used the analogy earlier, if you can rest your organs from inflammation, they are designed to heal by themselves. And that brings up number 10. We need to reduce the inflammation within your body. Chronic inflammation is now known to be connected to not just cardiovascular disease, but uh, diabetes, cancer, you name it, okay? Every major condition in your body comes from inflammation. And in my opinion, inflammation is not just a dietary issue. It is a neurological response. You have both the parasympathetics, which slow your systems down. They de-inflame the body. And you have your sympathetics, which elevate and they push and they create inflammation. They also make everything elevated. So high cholesterol, high triglycerides, um, palpitations, arrhythmias, elevations, right? Sympathetic, okay? Chiropractic care has been shown to help modulate your immune system and regulate the sympathetic to parasympathetic. So if you slow the response down neurologically, you can reduce your blood pressure, reduce your cholesterol, reduce your triglycerides, reduce your stress in your body, and reduce your inflammation. And this is the key missing link that I see in so many functional practices. They ignore the neurological component, okay? Your spine is regulating every organ in your body, including your heart, including your gut. If there's neurological interference or a subluxation, an alignment issue, putting pressure on your nervous system, you can do everything I mentioned, all those nine steps, and it won't repair your gut because neurologically, it's in a state of sympathetic overload. I have all of this described in my new updated Heart Heal Thyself ebook, which is yours free today, right now. 
text the word heart with your name and email to 704-906-2094. The ebook will be sent directly to you and you'll be registered for my online live masterclass Saturday, November 11th at 10 a.m. where I'm gonna teach you the top three causes. We just discussed one today. A leaky gut with dysbiosis, cause number one. Then we have to go into cause number two, heavy metal toxicity and the fact that if your liver is stressed out, if it's toxic, it hyperconverts and pushes the TMA molecule, which causes heart disease. And then we just mentioned it at the end, neurological dysregulation. If your sympathetic system is on overdrive and your parasympathetics are on underdrive, if they're underactive, you can't slow things down. And what would that look like? Palpitations, arrhythmias, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, everything elevates as a result of this sympathetic overdrive. And the key is getting the correct type of chiropractic care to stabilize your spine, to reduce the subluxations, take the pressure off the nervous system, which allows your body to rest and heal. Just like we talked at the top of the hour, if you rest a fractured bone, it heals. If you rest a fractured system, one that's overgrown with bacteria and leaking and toxic and neurologically stressed out, if you rest that, the body can heal by itself. I've seen it happen over and over again and I hope you take the opportunity today to download the ebook, educate yourself, and join us for the masterclass coming up. Text the word heart with your name and email to 704 906 2094. The ebook is yours free, the masterclass is yours free. Thanks for tuning into the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I hope you found today's show to be informative and helpful, and I hope to see you on the upcoming masterclass. Until next week, be blessed. And be blessed.